With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone. Episode 6 of the Neil Garfield Question and Answer After Show, humorously entitled Garfield, Goose, and Friends. This is not associated with Neil living lies or his law firm or other interests. It's the sole responsibility of the friends of Neil Garfield. I'm your host, Greg, coming to you live from the birthplace of the American Bar Association, the home of Abraham Lincoln, Al Capone, the Untouchables, and Operation Greylord where our motto is vote early and vote often. This is the one-hour program in which we hope that some questions and answers relating to discussions on the Living Lies blog might be addressed. No accounting or legal advice is given here. If you need a lawyer or a CPA, please hire one authorized to work in your system. So where shall we begin? I see on the board we've got uh, a gentleman named David. Yes. How are you doing tonight, David? Where are you from? I'm from uh, Newton, Massachusetts. Or, or, as I tell most people, I'm from my mother's womb. But uh, uh, that kind of kind of clarifies everything. This imaginary right. this imaginary border, you know, Massachusetts, Michigan, California, China, and Russia are all imaginary lines. Well, in fact, I've shown people that uh, the particular place that I live was originally claimed by the state of Connecticut huh. just just after the Civil War when they were making claims all the way to the Mississippi River, remember? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Virginia was trying to claim everything that all the other states were claiming mm-hmm. uh, by way of their original Virginia company contract with the Crown. And mm-hmm. uh, it just turned into a big mess. And finally, all the states surrendered their property west of the Appalachian Mountains, and it became what we know as the Northwest Territories. Yeah. And and there was an agreement called that. A a funny side note is a thought I had uh, about 20 years ago when gambling gambling casinos came into being, I thought for sure the Indians would get all the gambling money and buy back the United States. (laughs) You know, that is always my hope and prayer. (laughs) Um, I would certainly rather live under that kind of a paradigm than the one that we're existing in now. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's more than an opinion, actually, to tell you the truth, Gary. In my opinion also, it's a consciousness that's going on in the world. Right, you know, you don't kill anything. You don't kill anything unless it's going to kill you, or you need to eat it. Oh, and I saw a sign over there on the on the Vegetarian Society's uh, web uh, uh, festival the other day. I don't eat anything that poops. <laughs> a T-shirt. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately for, and I actually did live for a period of time attempting to be a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and. It cost me a great amount of my health. Oh, yeah, I, because, me too. It, because, know. unfortunately, as much as it seems like a spiritually right thing to do, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. the human body did not evolve along yeah. that concept. And yeah, I, I was just reading the price book today, and, uh, yeah, I, I understand that, yeah. 
I mean, I was a vegetarian uh, for a while, but I'm, I'm I eat some salmon now and, and fish here and there. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, about at one point in my time, in my youth, the only time I ever ate meat was on Thanksgiving to have some turkey. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. first, my my first. Uh, after uh, leaving my family, well, because I was uh, 18, 19. Oh, no, after uh, uh, when I was 30, then I left the family for about three years, and I came back for my first Thanksgiving dinner again. And I was paranoid, schizophrenic, all screwed up about eating the turkey that they were eating. I, I, I went through, uh, uh, um, what did I go through? I went through a... Uh, Oh my God! What am I doing? This is my mother's cooking it. There's, there's a love there. There's the turkey that's dead. Now they're, they're killing the turkey, and, and, and I'm a vegetarian, and I shouldn't be eating this. And oh, blah 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 blah. You know, the left, right, good, bad, evil thing went through my head, and I went, I almost went nuts. That you know, within like a 15 minute period. What am I gonna do? Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, but to, just for the sake of the recording, mm-hmm. um, I made some notes. While I was listening to uh, the previous call, uh, Neil's plug, and oh, the last the last week's here, call, here, no, just uh, tonight's. Oh, and here's 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 some of the things that I think that we might want to talk about: um, failure to prove standing to foreclose, mm-hmm. failure to timely respond to a notice of rescission, mm-hmm. a stranger to the transaction attempting to foreclose, mm-hmm. no loss or authority to represent a party who has experienced a loss, a trust never having received the mortgage, yeah. a foreclosure by way of securitization, a process of applied fiction, which never happened, mm-hmm. robo-signing, the overlook, midway, baloney, if the last signature in the chain might be shown to be correct, which is what uh, uh, Attorney Wright was saying to Neil, that they're no, experiencing in Connecticut, and uh, how can the courts relax the basic doctrine that a plaintiff must demonstrate harm? Hmm. Right, right. Can you send me those notes? That, that, I'd like that. I, you got um, my email? I, no, I, I just typed them up on a quick text file to, you know, to remind me of what to bring up tonight. Okay. Um, yeah. I can certainly save them and, uh, and yeah, just- pass them along to you. Yeah, it's my uh, name, David Sneakus, the number two, at gmail.com. Um, if you don't mind. I don't mind um, at all. Send them. Send them. I, I'm, um, David? David Sneakus. It F- should be N-I-E-C-K-U-S, the number, F- two, the number two, at gmail.com. It's only the number two, sure. but I, sc- I screwed up signing up, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> okay. No, I'll, I'll be glad to pop yeah. it onto my email list. Yeah, pop, pop, pop uh, do that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the co-founder of the uh, Massachusetts Foreclosure Defense League and now the Offense League. So this uh, rescission letter is, uh, is something that uh, came up at the last meeting. And like I said uh, in the previous uh, 15 minutes, was uh, there's one guy who – who wrote a beautiful letter, and uh, uh, he's up on the 28th today for the 20 days uh, to the bank or to the aggressive party. What's that? Oh, we're also we're we're, we're welcoming an appeller, uh, West North oh. Carolina, to the call. Um, okay. Uh, Snap P. Yeah. No, is uh, oh. just on um, as a listener and blogger. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not. Um, we can't converse with directly with Snappy. Okay. But um, oh, thanks. Gordon is in West North Carolina. Okay. Um, that's what that says. Um, gotcha. Okay. All right. So, is Snappy the same as West North Carolina? Oh, I don't know. No, quite yep. a bunch of people are coming yeah. on the phone. So, hmm. West North Carolina, would you care to speak? Can you hear me? I hear you. Uh, well, I'm a little late logging on, but I want to catch up with what you guys are talking about, or is it just getting started? Just getting started, well, in my opinion. Yeah, we're just, we're just getting started. You know, we were basically talking to you about uh, things in the kitchen. 
Yeah, we were both in the kitchen. <laughs> I can't wait well, for the replay. Yeah, there's a. There's a I, I wrote a little article called "Food and Money," in which I related the deception at the conception of the foreclosure uh, closing, in which the so-called lender is not giving money to the so-called borrower and that deception at conception of the uh, mortgage contract is is has to has a little bit to do with the deception of uh the food that we're eating so so, so if you're deceived into believing man-made food is good for you 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 can believe that the deception at the closing is 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 there is is their money and not yours? <laughs> well, one of the metaphors that I had made early on um, this year was the notion of making a metaphor to what it would be to get married to somebody, right? A uh-huh. real lawful marriage. Okay. And it would be like if you found a girl that you really liked or a, a man that you really liked and you wanted to marry them, and you went through this whole process of dating and coming to terms with what your agreements were, what a marriage should be, Uh and then you made a proposal, either one, Uh and the other one accepted the proposal. Yeah. All right. And then you go to the closing ceremony, which (laughs) like a closing document at a loan table, yeah. Where you sign sign off on those agreements. And then it t- comes time for the consummation of the marriage. Which <laughs> when it comes to physical men and women, we know what that means. All right? But but, it, but imagine uh, imagine imagine that you are put into a dark bedroom <laughs> and you find out that the woman that you just contracted to marry just substituted her sister or the man substituted his brother <laughs> and you went and had a, an enjoyable consummation and then in the morning the lights come on and you find out that the party to which you just consummated is not the party to which you just contracted. Uh, that's great. you got to write a little article. That's a great article or a little punny, punny, funny, punny. Not funny. I guess funny story. That's really good. <clears throat> I encourage you to I mean, uh, and, and and the write and, that and, up. And the and your your partner by contract says, "Let me look." It says in the contract that I'll be devoted to you, that I won't give myself to anyone else, and I'll provide you with sex. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And did, right, did, I, hope, did yeah. I or did I did I or did I not provide you with sex? <laughs> yes, but it was your sister, and yeah, I was right. you. <laughs> I know it, that's good. That's, that's close. And, and yeah. she goes, well, "I'm sorry, but you didn't specify that." Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. So yeah. how am I in breach of contract when I've given you all that I promised? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about the closing contract. Is that both the, the both the bank and the borrower are actually criminals, because the bank goes into the closing without any money, and the bor and the so-called new the new homeowner goes into the table goes at the table with no house, and they, and, and the bank ends up the bank ends up with a loan, and the and the and the so-called borrower ends up with a house. It's a magic. Yeah, but it but it cannot be that way, David. But it is that way. Says, no, because but, the law says, the law yeah. says. I mean, law going back a thousand years says, you can only mortgage that which you own. Yeah, you can only mortgage that which how, you own. How can right. you? So, so, right. so, so how can sort of, how can you how can you execute a mortgage? Mm-hmm. Upon something which you don't own, right? You're and exactly. So, and then yeah. the question is: If you're at the closing table and you already own the house, why the devil would you want to mortgage it? 
I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the hysterical uh, laughter I got three or four or five years ago when when I decided to uh, create the group so that somebody else could have this laughter too because the the that that magical sleight of hand uh has to be realized by the people so they can so they can use the rescission so they can use these various tools that are out there to have their home free and clear because it's already free and clear <laughs> that's that's how i started Three, uh, the nineteen twenty, uh, what's the word? Uh, twenty eleven, I guess. Twenty eleven, twenty twelve. When I started the foreclosure defense group, I started it with the statement: every meeting for for four or five years, I said, every meeting, you already own your own home. You got to figure out how to do that. How how do you know that? You either have have peace of mind that you know it, or you have to study through a process to get it. That all that one of these days you slap your your left or right hand onto your forehead and say, "Oh my God, I got it!" And only then is it the joke was on you all the time. And that's 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 pretty hard to handle because it was pretty hard to handle for me. I lost my heart. I also I also would like to uh, give a hello to someone who is on the blog listed as guest three. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you are not able to speak into the phone call right now. However, if you would like to type your thoughts and questions or comments, that would be delightful. And I will read them back to the group if the other guys can't see them. All right. But thank you for being here. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, with respect to contractual obligations. You do understand that the Constitution of the United States makes an extreme exception that that the law of contracts actually supersedes everything else in the Constitution. Right, yeah, the contracts are the law, yeah. I'm I'm understanding that. and, And then, when you finally understand that, you'll understand why judges frequently tell people in courtrooms if you mention the Constitution again, I'm going to hold you in contempt of court. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the Constitution is subservient to the law of the contract. Right. The contract yeah. itself is the law. Yeah, I just heard that a while back. That, well, I heard it years ago, but I just reheard it a couple of days ago in which the uh, right. uh, the uh, the contract is the, uh, pre- the, the most important aspect of the uh, negotiation between two people. However, our our government, our contracting, our our constitutions, our state rules have also provided for protections for ordinary men and women, so that it makes it so that if you enter into an unconscionable contract, right. that it cannot be enforced. Right. In other words, if someone says, "I want you to sell me your soul." Mm-hmm. It's an unconscionable contract. If someone says, I want you to contract to kill my wife, it's an unconscionable contract. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. There are certain types of contracts that are just not allowed because they remove the absolute unalienable rights of a man. Yeah. And there can be no contract in America which surrenders the unalienable rights of a man. Right, right. Yeah, in, a, right. in a, you you can you can contract away a lot of things, but you can't contract away your unalienable rights. Right, and your rights. And your right to property, your right to property is an unalienable right. Yes, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. <clears throat> Beautiful. No, amongst them. Remember the the language is. Oh yeah. Among these, among these, among are, these, <laughs> I know, are the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is not saying, oh, it's just life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right, right. And by the way, it used to say life, liberty, and property. Yeah, I heard the that, British. Yeah. The British influences in Congress assembled. Thank you. Made them tone it down. Yeah. 
you know, and so they made it actually more broad stroking than just property because folks misinterpret the understanding of the term property in law because yep. property is anything that is proper to you. Probably anything yeah. at all that's property. Okay, your 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 happiness, your your mind, your your visions, your mm-hmm. inventions, um, your spirit, your <clears throat> children, your 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 progeny, if you will. Um, what we call at law your issues. Um, by the way, never never ever say that you have children in the U.S. legal system. I know. Isn't they're that crazy? Your, they're they're just your issues and your property. <clears throat> because if you ever use the word children, they'll have a legalese word to clamp onto and take them from you and make them property of the state. And yeah, this is this is one life. issue that I get. It. This is one issue I'm working on. My um, when it, when we, when we had our daughter Abigail 12 years ago, it was. Um, uh, the last, the last day of the first year that she was born, the quote unquote forced us to sign a, a birth certificate, and uh, that wasn't really a force. It meant, uh, well, it's just a proper thing to do. You have to have this birth certificate. So now I'm feeling that now she's 12 years old. So I got to start studying how she can get out of <clears throat> being chattel. <laughs> For the, well, next, in the next four years, because I think at age 16, she has the right to rescind also. That birth certificate. Well, if you're interested in that whole thing, I'll send you an email. Yeah, send me that email. I'll send you some information on another gentleman who's made some very forward uh, reaching successes okay. with, uh, with regard to that. But not everybody is ready. Not everybody is ready to put on that dress. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, I have to even talk to my daughter on it too. This is this is what's going to happen if you stay in the system um, as a birth certificate. If, she's, if your daughter is twelve years old, you don't have to ask her for anything. You just do it because you love her and you're her father and you're the authority. And that's okay. the end of it. And then if she wants to go back to the old system, she can always do that. Oh yeah, give her the option. Um, okay, good. I mean, yeah, anybody can go contract their life away. Yeah, I mean, I, I contracted her life away when I did that. I didn't realize it that uh, 12 years ago, because I only started studying about eight years ago. And then uh, then about uh, about four or five years ago, I said, oh, my God, what did I do to my daughter? <laughs> I right. didn't unknowingly. I, I would like, but I would, you know, for the sake of the recording and other people in the future. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, want, I, want to say, I want to say this disclaimer. The host of this program thinks that people who are involved in what we call the sovereign citizen movement are idiots, morons, and create more danger to the rest of America than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness. My uncle is, God rest his soul, a retired FBI agent. I've got friends that are IRS representatives. I am not uninformed of how the law works, all right? And there's a difference between being a real man on the land in America and this whole sovereign citizen idiocy movement. Yeah, right. I understand, yeah. What, what I can tell you, what I can tell you with a great deal of confidence is this. You, me, and everyone else, are the underlying full faith and credit of the United States of America. That whenever the government of the United States of America that alleges to represent us, alleges to execute any act on the full faith and credit of the United States, they are saying that we all back them. Because if we don't back them, there is nothing there. Right. So we backed them unknowingly, though. So the so the question is, what would happen if one man in Ohio resigned and said, you know, guys, you know, this isn't working out the way I want it to be, so mm-hmm. under my own right to execute my life the way I want, I would just like to not be party to it anymore. 
Mm-hmm. It's almost as if the entire United States are members of Sam's Club. Right. Members of, yeah. The Sam's Club. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, the whole, the whole, I mean, if you think yeah. of a government as nothing more than a club, right. a big club. Yeah, it's a big club. Yeah, You don't have to, you can right. quit when you want. And you can quit when you want. Except Sam's Club doesn't have people in their parking lot with, with M16s. Well, they also don't have. Uh, if you if if you uh, quit the Sam's Club and you don't have if you don't have another alternative currency like Federal Reserve notes, then you're screwed <laughs> because you can't. Well, you're not really. You could go on a reservation and live like an Indian, but if you're uh, if you're com- what what happened was for me, and I'll just say in my opinion, the use of the Federal Reserve note, you're in compliance with the Federal Reserve Act and all the quote-unquote benefits or not benefits that you or the loss of liberties that you have because of the convenience of the Federal Reserve note being the powerful worldwide currency that is uh, – has been dictated over the last couple hundred uh, hundred years, and well, depending on how you view the Federal Reserve note before that, and then that note and that use of that money in your, that, that uh, not money, IOU, that Federal Reserve note, if you're still dependent on it, you're screwed because you can't do anything else. You can't buy anything. You can't unless you go, like I said, on a reservation or a farm. Does anybody? Yes, David. And does anybody have a question like this happened again this week? Why the Congress of the United States of America and Congress assembled is continuously voting to increase a debt ceiling and not a credit ceiling? Yeah, because because they don't know it. They don't know any better, or they're under the gun. The, the, why are the, we? Why, I mean, and how can you have a debt ceiling? Huh? And debt is below you and not above you. Right. Well, we all we're it's all under con- moron. We, we be all conditioned to believe we're debtors. <clears throat> even in my group, no. even in my group, they still believe they're debtors. So anyway, if I don't want to go too deep into this because it's going to turn into a conversation about um, secured party credit. It all exists out on the internet. Uh, lots of other phone calls and blogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The purpose of our call here tonight is to recap and discuss the things okay. that are going on on the Living Lies blog with regards to homeowners trying to utilize everything in their power to combat against banks and their allies. Other right. institutions okay. that are not banks, non-banking institutions that are affiliates. Yeah. I, well, I think that are because attempting of... that are attempting to take their living life property away mm-hmm. from them mm-hmm. without proper authority. Right. I right. agree. 100, I agree. Hundred percent. I just. I think this was just a a, a, new, a newbie call. Just uh, uh, getting getting to know you a little bit too, and you know me. Oh, that's fine. But, you know, I'd like, you know, Gordon, you've been quiet for a while. What do you got to say about this? I've been quiet. I'm quiet. I've been listening, though. And, um, (laughs) I mean, I have my own question here. So at some point I I may pop in. Yeah, go ahead. But but I'm I'm patiently waiting and learning. And so this is useful stuff. Thank you. I think it's just background information. But, yeah. Well, I will. I will add one thing about the you, you hop in your bed and 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 the and the wife is not who you thought it was. Well, my question is sort of a sci-fi um, chiller, which is what if the, what if she has multiple personalities <laughs> and, she, and she thinks she's the right person. <laughs> That's a marvelous question. We we don't have we don't have but a, a, an article. We got a screenplay here. Right. Well <laughs> yeah, it's part of my life too. That's what you say. Yeah. That 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 is that is you know, the the stories that come out there, you put that twist in there and un, you know, just 
maybe like in 20 minutes of the, into the screenplay, you've got a whole other screenplay that goes on because you've got another 20 minutes to try to figure out, gee, that's, that's quite, a, quite an interesting parad- paradox. You know, I mean, uh, that's quite an interesting uh, uh, situation. Yeah, it's like watching a it's like watching a a, um, a whodunit, you know, a whodunit detective series, and just yeah. as soon as you think you get to know yeah. who you think. <laughs> well, well, like the the guy who wrote The Wizard of Oz was doing that for the Progressive Party in uh, Burn, uh, Burn, whatever the guy's name, and uh, he was using the slippers, the gold, uh, gold, uh, <clears throat> the gold slippers, and the Tin Man was the mechanical thing going on, and the lion with the heart, and the and Dorothy, in fact, and the witches, and the wind from the west, and all those related to money. <clears throat> And a, a good book on that is uh, Web of Debt by Ellen Brown. But anyway... So David, David and Gordon, are you telling me that what we really need to do is get Agent Scully and, and Mulder involved in this? <laughs> That's over my head. It's starting to sound good. <laughs> the X-Files. Definitely a X-Files. Oh, the X-Files. No, I... I uh, well, it was, you know, one of these things that you happen to hear, you know, in the Bible, it says when two or three people get together, you know, some things can be really creative. And uh, at, at times, if anybody wants to go forward with that, if you can relate to the, the closing of the homeowner, all these homeowners throughout America, <clears throat> millions of them, and relate a story that really picks up on uh, on the analogy that uh, uh, they've been deceived, and, and it's not just an entertainment movie. That's because that's the problem. Most of the movies that try to make a statement. Even you know Robert Redford and these people trying to make a statement. It's still entertainment. So you go away after two hours watching a movie, and you go eat your popcorn, drink a beer, and you forget about the whole movie, unless you're talking to somebody. But if the movie can be <clears throat> grabs your whole your uh, your whole life and says, "Holy shit, what have I been doing?" Right. Yeah. I, I'm sleeping. I can, I can I'm name, sleeping in bed with I the can, wrong person. <laughs> I believe that I can name one movie that could actually do that for you, and it's called Wag the Dog. Oh, Wag the Dog, yeah, with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie, that movie doesn't leave anything on the table. Yeah. You have to watch <laughs> it. It, lets, it it leaves you in your own backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, unlike yeah. unlike science fiction, you know. It's a it's a political fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But but it actually leaves you in your own backyard in present time. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like Gene Roddenberry who tries to do very well by the way, um, impose a lot of the questions of human nature into the future so that people are relieved of the duty and responsibility of facing it in their own life. Mm. Right? Well, and I think I think that's the key. I think that's the key issue is facing that in your whole life, because that was what that's what it was for me, and 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 I had like I <clears throat> mentioned I had to slap my forehead with my palm on my hand and say, "Oh my God, I've been screwed." And uh, uh, are you saying I could have had a V eight? <laughs> I said because I had a V eight, right? Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's in, in uh, I don't know, how, how do I explain this? In the infinite world that we live in, the moment of that acknowledgement or enlightenment is something that couldn't have happened if I was just an Indian living on a reservation, cooking my um, corn on a, and squash on a fire. <laughs> it can only happen. When I've been deceived, if you're living in nature, you can't really be deceived. I'm, and that's my uh, opinion. But if you're living in this illusionary world of money and power <clears throat> that doesn't really, and boundaries of the United States and Connecticut, Massachusetts, Michigan, and North Carolina, you know, they're, they're just illusions. Once you get through well, the illusions. David, David, I can think of a few organic mushrooms growing in North America that would definitely help you be deceived. <laughs> not not only that, but sugar does it too. White sugar yeah. does it. 
White sugar helps with the deception. In fact, I believe anything man-made helps with the deception, as I mentioned before. So what do you think about companies having failure to prove their standing to foreclose? They don't have any standing to foreclose. I wrote an article um, that, first of all, when you go to court, you should establish jurisdiction, then standing, then argue the facts. But most of us jump to the facts. We try to argue because we always think we're right. But jurisdiction and standing proceed first, and they don't have any standing. And once if you can get that uh, statement in there, Upon research and uh, uh, upon, <clears throat> upon uh, research that there is no standing on this party, then you have a then you have a good case. But uh, but doesn't uh, that rely well, upon this? But most of us that believe rely upon the referee agreeing that you can do that. No, it, 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 the part the. the, the <clears throat> The, the crux of the problem is going to court and believing that you're going to get justice. Now, if you can get past that and stay out of court and use the administrative process where you stay in honor without arguing, then you're better off. But most of us want to go to court and win and argue. We're, well, we're right. And uh, that, this is what it's supposed to be, Article 22, Section 21, and it says this, boom. And the judge just says, well, fuck you, get out, get out of my court. Cause they're at, because behind the court system, there's administrative commerce. And you must know that. So we're dealing with an illusion of a court system where we think we're getting justice. Just as when we go to a bank, we think we're getting money for our loan. Just as we think when we go to a doctor, we're going to get sick or get healed. We're not. All those three aspects, we have to realize we have to stand on our own, uh, by ourselves, and play the game. And once you know the rules of the game, like Monopoly or Life, then you're, then you're set and you're golden. But if you don't know the rules, then everybody's going to fuck you over pretty quickly. So what do you th- well, Garden, what do you think about that? Well, I went to a foreclosure in, a, in North Carolina, and I objected on, on the basis of jurisdiction immediately, and um, they pretty much dismissed it and said, well, we're going to allow it, and we're going to go right ahead, and I thought I had them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, it occurred to me that I could rewind the case just based on that alone, but um, I don't know. You guys you guys have a... Yeah, my- well, of course, for, for me, I'm David here in Massachusetts, and this is my opinion. I'm not a lawyer or anything. It's just best to stay out of court because once you go into court, you're under oh. their rules and sand. You're in their sandbox with their rules, and you're never going to win. As far as I can see, in the last three or four years, of all the people who I've tried to help and uh, got, gotten through, a, 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 gotten the, the answer before they went to court, they lost. Even uh, this guy Joe, uh, Joe evicted. Seven times before the eighth time when he finally got evicted because he was just so tired of these people aggressively pursuing the eviction. <clears throat> now, he's on his other, now he's on the other side. Hopefully, he'll use the administrative process to go forward and, uh, and, 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 and get the triple damages for the... For the uh, uh, David, if you don't mind, for, for, the purpose, for the purpose of the folks that are listening to the call, Would you please, in five minutes, explain to everybody what you mean by, quote, the administrative process, unquote, that you're referring to? The the administrative process is, uh, in my opinion, is using affidavits, making a statement that the foreclosure or the illegal contract that uh, that you have been deceived on is illegal and you want to uh, pay upon their c- claim that they have a c- claim. So you stay in honor. Proof, call, proof of claim. The proof of claim. So it, it states that you're not arguing that <clears throat> that you want that you you're not you're you want a free home. You just say I want to pay this mortgage 
or this contract, whatever it is, upon proof that you have the the, the standing to uh, make make that claim. Now, who, where's the harm party, as you mentioned in the uh, first part of the, the call? Where is the harm? Where you know what's going on here? I want to know what's going on. I want to know if I'm paying the right person. So that's that's the affidavit that you send to the aggressive party. And if they don't respond, you give them 20 to 30 days to respond, normally 30 days. And then you do it again just to make sure. And this administrative process stays out of court. You're asking, you're staying in honor, and you want to, you send an affidavit of your truthfulness that you, whatever you have studied, and you write it on a piece of paper, and you submit it again. And if they don't respond again, you have in uh, my opinion, the legalness to go to if they can if they continue to for, try to foreclose that you can go to court and sue them for no you don't sue them you actually just go to court and say to the judge please uh, rectify the situation because there is no contract there is no standing on its party they they've they've not responded they uh, have yes, not rebutted yeah, my, that, my, right, right, rebutted that, my that, that is called. That's called filing a de- for a declaratory judgment. Yeah. For a declaratory judgment. In other words, you're not asking them to evaluate what you've done. You're just saying you want them to confirm it, right? You just want them what? Confirm it yeah, in confirm. their system. Right. In other words, you've already accomplished it in the other system that you're describing. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And yeah, now you, you're just asking them to transmit that across the threshold to this other system that they live in. Right. Isn't that you, right? Right. You're, but you have to have the study that you're you're the creditor because most of us believe we're the borrower. And until we go to the until we go through the, in my opinion, through the process of study and understanding that you're the creditor, and you created the new money when you went to the bank. Then when you understand that, then you know you're the sovereign. Then you know you're the creditor. Then you know well, David, you're the... what happens David, what happens when you're dealing man to man on a hard money loan? Or one uh, man actually loans another man. Then then back. you're responsible to pay that one that person back. You I if I lend you a hundred dollars, I'm responsible to pay you back. Because that is your money, and you uh, gave it to me or loaned it to me when I owe you. And uh, human to human uh, honor, I honor that contract. That's the responsibility of every human being on this planet. However, when you go to a bank, you never, ever deal with a human being, and you never, ever get money from them. It's your money that you sign, when you sign that contract on the loan, you, the individual, created the new money in the system for society. You know, do I, you understand what I'm saying? The money was yeah, never loaned to you. Just the, the depositors <laughs> never, the depositors were never on, the, if, if the depositors' money was never used for the loan, the bank's money was never used for the loan. The money is created out of an accounting entry into your account. That's all it is. There's no value to it. Only the value is created by the hard work that you're going to do for 30 years. That's the value. That makes sense? Am I actually, off it's not. Yeah. Actually, it isn't. Actually, from what I've read, it isn't even that. It's just your signature. Yeah, your signature is it, it creates nobody a, can no nobody can guarantee you're going to live for thirty years. Oh yeah, that's well, of course. Yeah, then there's insurance on that, and then there's title insurance and stuff like that. But the but the reason that they can do that is because they monetize your signature. They monetize it's a credit that's yours that they steal from you, and then but make it you sign a loan. Happen. But it doesn't happen in a real man-to-man loan, does it? Correct. It doesn't happen in a man-to-man loan or woman-to-woman, man-to-woman, woman-man. That's a real person. You're taking some um, value out of your pocket that you worked for 
or stole, <laughs> whatever, however you got it, and it's in your pocket, and you give it to somebody, or I mean, sorry, you lend it to somebody. That's the way the system is, should be honest, and 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 that's the responsibility right. of but the, the. But these, but these bankers are treating these um, hypothetical loans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As if they were man-to-man loans. Correct. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Correct. So that so there's a, a, a an article I wrote in which I exactly I testified in the state of Massachusetts in the uh, court that the loan application must contain this is just just my saying must contain the idea that the person borrowing the money is creating the new money. And that would totally change the whole honesty program or the whole honesty loan or the whole debt-based monetary system that we have to a credit-based monetary system. Because you're actually going in there and asking for credit. And you're getting it because the risk risk management people of the bank said, you're okay, you're a a good person, and uh, you're going to... Uh, you're going to uh, pay this back, so we're going to give you a loan. So that's what they say. But David, now, I mean, those are wonderful things that you're bringing up. <coughs> At the same time, I have a hard time finding any evidence of those philosophical statements. They're not philosophical. Bank. They're factual. I'll send you my links. I find a very hard time finding factual yeah, here. Evidence here's the here's the title of them. Cases, of court cases that have said you're right, and these other jerks are wrong. Right, you're not going to get that right. in a court cases because it's because the creation of money by the Bank of New England, by the Bank of England, states that the myth that that uh, is, is is labeled every Christmas with the uh, Jimmy Jimmy uh, uh, whatever his name is, uh, it's a wonderful life. You're, the money is out there in the in the people's uh, houses and stuff like that. In a certain sense, it's true, but the real essence of the creation of money is by the borrower. So I'll send you two links on that, or I'll send you my testimony that I wrote up, and uh, you can read the two accounting principles that uh, that, that that's at work. And the it's not philosophical; it's actually fact. Banks do not lend money, nor is the contract at closing legal or illegal. It's it's void. Totally. So, so when you know, when you know, as as I said in my metaphor at the beginning, yeah, you're you're getting married to a woman, yeah, then substitutes. (laughs) You are, yeah. You're, you're, think, you're thinking you're getting married to a bank that's giving you a loan as a human being when you're not. The bank, you you created the new money. And then uh, it's even worse because her sister hasn't even been born yet. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly, certainly. And then uh, you have to, yeah, you, you sign a contract and there is no lender. And everybody else has just been doing advances on the basis of eventually finding somebody who wants to take the role of lender. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> and and you can hide it in smoke and mirrors easily because in the past, for you know thousands of years, the banks always acted and held the mortgage loan for thirty years. They held it in their vault. So and then, right. and the interest was very low and the money was very low. So over 30 years, you'd pay back your monthly payment because everybody thought that they were getting. And your money. local and your local bank had a stake in the matter because yeah. it was your local bank. Right, and you could talk and to the guy. If they were helping, they were helping the community grow. Right, and so it was. It was one of those things that you just sloughed off as a societal. Uh, okayness. It, you know, you knew it was not the great, greatest because uh, you know you had to have some kind of um, uh, uh, misunderstanding of usury or understanding of usury 
and then you would just say, oh, well, the banks, they're doing their thing. They got their hiring people, and they have a building, and they need a, they need some money, too. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to work, because, because in, honestly, in, in honesty, everybody likes to work in a certain sense. Everybody loves the work. They just are not getting paid enough for their work, so there's a lot of disgruntledness. But everybody loves to work. If there was no money in the system, everybody would be working. We would build bridges and have art and washing machines and dryers and cars and cell phones. We would have that because people would say, this is a good thing for us. We ought, we ought to have this. You know. So somebody would collect the garbage and just say, I don't need to get paid for this because I'm getting my food and my cell phone and my... Uh, my stuff here from this other guy over here but now we're living in a society in which we're so segregated and we're so competitive to each other we don't even have these kind of conversations that we're having right now with our neighbors (laughs) right the elimination i mean if you really want to think about it the elimination of the neighborhood pub yeah the the elimination of the neighborhood church It's, it's all designed yeah are the two places where everybody used to go and yeah. commune yeah. with each other in their in their community, and right. it doesn't. And now we're now we're on the internet, and mm-hmm. you got my my kids and grandkids running around going, "Oh look, I've got friends in the Ukraine and yeah. in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia and everything else." Mm-hmm. And while that's really powerful and helpful, yeah. The most important thing is still your neighborhood. Yeah, it's still that face-to-face contact. Uh, no matter what business you're in, it's, it's going to fail unless you have a good relationship with and, and face-to-face contact somewhere along the line. And we could buy cars, uh, you know, from uh, our dealership, and we know the guy that's been there. He's been there 20 years. Let's say we buy a car. But if it all goes to GM down in Detroit, and I'm here in, in, the, in the East Coast, well, I'm just going to order online, but I'm going to go back to uh, uh, it eventually, uh, the person-to-person contact, because that's how I experienced my life. Oh, I went from uh, this personal-personal contact and, and buying local to, oh, buying online because it's cheaper or uh, or something like that. But then I get I get no answers from these people online. There's no human being there, no human contact, so I'm going by the local. Because even if I have to pay a little bit more, I'm not worried about it anymore. Because I'm having a face-to-face David, contact. David I've, David, I've been in business for 30 years. Yeah. And you know what? It's a pipe dream that we're ever going to go back to where we were. They're never yeah. going to go back. It is, yeah, I, I think mean, we are. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to No, I'm telling you, it's a pipe dream. No. Okay. <laughs> From my, my opinion, it's mm. a pipe dream. Here's why I think it's not. We're never, we're never going to go back to people relying upon their neighbors. I think okay. we are. Until, 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 until things get so ugly oh, yeah. that I don't even want to imagine <laughs> we're not going to get there. I think we are. You know, I think we have to. And, and uh, we could get there through a crisis or we'll get through, through uh, uh, enlightenment, you might say, because it's just like night and day or cold and hot, everything changes into its opposite all the time, everywhere. It's universal type of uh, thinking. It's, uh, it's the yin and yang of it all, you might say. So and maybe you should maybe you should start a religion instead of a website. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, but, the, uh, but, the, but the money issue is a fasc- fascinating issue. And foreclosures was the what what came up for the the getting it and for Gordon there is that when you start understanding what happened at the foreclosure and what happened uh, or what that closing rather and what's happening in the foreclosure, it's not your fault. You're not the borrower. You're the creditor, and that takes a. Gordon, hey, some, you know what? That's a, that's a good cue there, David. Gordon, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the foreclosure case that you experienced? Still there. Well, my, well, I have a question relating to that, but so the, I'll just I'll just go over the high points and then maybe get into details. So this all started with a, um, a um, reverse mortgage 
and that was um, received that I received on the behalf of a nonprofit corporation. Okay, your and, garden, and, and garden, garden, garden. Keep it simple for 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 everybody else. No, for everybody else, tell them your role and responsibility in this thing. Well, I was named in the foreclo- in the second foreclosure um, as a um, trustee of a, uh, a land trust, a director of a nonprofit. Personally, I was named as a as a, as a I'm not going to say as a man, but as a person. And there could be one other entity. I'm losing my memory if, it, if there is. But um, so I was pretty much um, behind the eight ball from the beginning. And um, and so uh, the the money it was a hard month. I mean the the foreclosure that I did not prevail in was a hard money loan from my wife. He's, he's the one that I was telling you about who has multiple personalities. And, um, and so lost the property um, to foreclosure about a year and a half ago. Um, and so there's been other, other legal actions that stemmed from out of that and parallel to that, which um, I'm, I'm in school on this. And so if I knew know now what I knew, Knew this happened, I could have crafted a very different strategy and probably um, had a very different outcome. That's my hunch. But so here we are now, and I'd like to uh, rewind this case in some kind of way. Um, uh, I mean, one one toehold was to to rewind it based on the nonprofit to Florida, which is another corporation, and and bring this into federal. Court, but there may not be enough uh, merit to that. They may, may not have diversity. May not be able to prove diversity. So, in any case, um, there's a ton more details, but it's certainly intriguing, and um, I'm in school on it. And I've had a fair amount of dysfunction over um, over this. So, if I would have stayed nose to the grindstone from the beginning till now, probably would be better outcome also. But so, in any case, I'm I'm making do. Um, I'm hanging in as best as possible, and I'm not giving up, as Winston Churchill would say. I never give up. Mm. Good for you. And 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 I'm also taking lead from other people that are in my life who never give up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, never give up is a good issue. A good yeah. Issue. Thank you, Greg, for that. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what I've left out. That's key. That's um, I mean, there's there is a, a card that I got from Wells Fargo, which was the foreclosure before the vital foreclosure, and I'm not sure there's even enough here to to rewind it back to them. And I, there's some other reasons why it couldn't be rewound anyway, because of um, my, the the part the party I took a hard money loan from was not in the business per se of lending money, and I understand that's a key, but mm-hmm. she did make it a point. Of bragging rights um, that, you know, that she lent money on mortgages and got a high interest rate, and um, but not not in terms of a actual business. She didn't have enough notes out there with enough volume, and I'm pretty sure that it's it's all hard money. She never monetized the note, even though um, I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure sure on that, but I'm like 98. Point nine percent sure that she wouldn't do that, even though she's connected with people that could write that kind of paper for her. So, mm-hmm. anyway, and another strategy that I tried was based on the bankruptcy. I crafted a note, taking her off in full, um, and at some point I thought I, I could have some traction on that. Um, some of the other things I did were in commerce and a little far-fetched, and my timing was way off. And so um kind of set myself up to, you know, to be regarded as foolishness by the courts. And But I'm seeing the, the sort of the edges of the court system in my county and that they're, they're um, 
So I'm better, I'm better armed, better, at least mentally and, psycholo- and psychologically and mentally and maybe as far as knowledge to, to go another run at it. But it could just be my blind spot, you know, my, my blind spot too. Well, you know, one of the things that I find interesting in your case, Gordon, is how can the court relax the basic doctrine that a plaintiff has to demonstrate harm? <clears throat> With, uh, in your case, your wife and you were the owners of the property, and I think I remember you saying that the tr- her trust had provided the funding. And That's so correct. You were, in, you were in ownership and possession already of the entire potential collateral, correct? Um, I like were, that, that. Yeah, I'm going to say you I'm going to agree with you. you already, I'm not sure how to prove you, yeah. already, you and your wife were already in ownership and possession of the entire collateral, right? So how yes. is there harm? How is there harm if you already have that which is stated as the collateral and nobody else could take it away from you? Right. Well, the other interesting fact I'm going to say is that my wife, um, by virtue of marriage, was a co-trustee on the land trust, which ceased to exist um, at a certain point. So that may that may nullify that. But um, in any case, um, that's a that's a question I guess uh, to, to be looked at. And I did read that uh, that article pretty extensive article that you sent me, Greg, and I'm not sure that I totally understand it, but I do have a better understanding about acting as a trustee, even though the trust is not um, viable from First American title. Right. In other words, if she was on both sides of the equation, she can't sue herself. Right. And and there's so much that I didn't know... That, couldn't object to, didn't you know? Did, so that could be a, that could be a reason to 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 rewind it too. Yep, I think so. But yours is a very unique case and doesn't apply to most homeowners in America. Right. It's worth talking about because it is very interesting. What do you think, David? <clears throat> I have to chew on it for a while. <laughs> I am a. I mean, if, yeah, the, I, if, I, the lender, if the lender, if the lender is the borrower, yeah. Right? And through marriage, you're kind of stuck with that consolidated yeah. entity thing, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not up on enough enough to. Uh, Make an opinion on that. The, the American it, lender. It, yeah. it truly, it truly does pose a very interesting question. <clears throat> we got to follow the contract. If the, what the, the 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 law is the contract, as we stated an hour ago. So, if you follow the contract between and the two people, also has, yes, and you have to follow the parties to the contract. Right. Correct. Yeah. And if the lender is the borrower, by some crazy means, right? If the lender, if the lender is lending money from their left pocket to their right pocket, right? Okay. And does the lender have a right to foreclose on their right pocket? <laughs> That's a really interesting question. 
And I'll bet there's more than one or two men and women in America who have married into money who've, whose spouses have done similar things to them. I don't have anything off the top of my head to help you with. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, um, we've uh, hit our hour long. Okay. And if anybody wants to throw a couple more thoughts into the mix here before we shut off, um, please take your liberties now. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'll just comment I enjoyed the, the last hour. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be back, and I'll um, – and. Um, for sure, and I've uh, I found it useful and enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time and your help and your support. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. All right. Have well, a great okay. evening. Have a great yeah. evening, then. Look okay. forward to the emails. Okay. You, Bye. You got thank it. you, Greg. Thank Thanks, guys. I'll, and I'll send you mine. Bye. Bye. Good night. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.